Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In her terrific new documentary film, Sherry and Lamb Chop, director Lisa Diapolito takes us back to a time before there was Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street to the world of Sherry Lewis and her lovable cast of puppets, including Hush Puppy, Charlie Horse, and the most beloved puppet of all time, Lamb Chop. In 1960, while in her early 20s, NBC gave Sherry Lewis her first national network show, The Sherry Lewis Show, replacing The Howdy Doody Show. Lewis quickly became a pioneer in television and changed the face of children's entertainment. I loved this program. I love this woman, and I'm so happy to be able to welcome back to the program the director of Sherry and Lamb Chop, Lisa Diapolito. Lisa, welcome back to Film School Radio. Oh, thank you for having me. This is great to talk about Sherry. Yeah, I am so glad that you made this film, and I'll be honest, I'd kind of forgotten about her. You know, with all the stuff growing up, there were other people who came along the Sesame Street and others who came along with puppets. Even Pee Wee's Playhouse had a very similar vibe to what Sherry Lewis set out, in, set in motion with puppets that talked not like children so much as young, younger adults in a way. I don't know if that is that exactly accurate, but so I, was, I love seeing her. I love seeing her energy and everything. How did you get onto this particular subject? What What was it that prompted you to want to make a documentary about her? I think I'm always looking for inspiring female performers. And I think Sherry was one of those underestimated talents that I, I wanted to bring a light to really show that she was much more than just, uh, you know, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. She was more than a children's entertainer. She really had a full life and she was amazingly talented. Yeah. So that was sort of my impetus is really to, to really show how amazing she was. Obviously, we see this in the film. She was quite a good singer. I think underrated in terms of her ability to sing. And she was a dancer. She was, there was a certain physicality to her that I don't think she was a very tall woman or a very, she didn't look like she was much more than about, what was she about? Five, three, five, four, something like that. Four eleven. Four eleven. Yeah, I think so. I think she I said thought. she was five feet though. She was four eleven. But yeah, but she had this really amazing energy around her whenever, just sitting there, you could feel that energy coming off of her. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think, well, she was raised that way. I mean, she was raised, her her mother was the musical director for the New York City schools, and her father was a math professor, but he was also the official magician of New York City. So they both believed in really entertaining children and educating them at the same time. So Sherry grew up in this amazingly colorful house with these really talented parents who who really gave her the opportunity to shine. Yeah, they certainly did. And in terms of her breaking into television, what what was there something how did she get the reputation? How did she get to that point in her life where NBC gave her a program? Well, I think she was been performing since she was a kid. Okay. So she was and she was on on television shows. And then she won the Arthur Godfrey talent show. And that just started her having being on shows and then getting her own shows. So she was pretty much a host from the time she was a late teen. 
So I think that's how it started. But Arthur Godfrey, I think, was the the um, the pivotal moment of her her getting her own TV show. Not to put you on the spot, but is there someone in more modern, more you know, closer to this time that we are here in 2023 that she is like for someone to, to be compared to Sherry Lewis? Is there, is there a... No, I don't think so. I think there are only one Sherry Lewis who was raised the way she was raised. And I think education and entertainment, the combination of the two of them. I mean, maybe there's someone out there, but she was also the best fan. I think the best best ventriloquist of all time. Because if you watch her, the camera gets really close to her and she doesn't, you can, can't can tell. And she's singing and she's holding two puppets at the same time. So I, don't, I, I, I can't think of any, no one so far has come along that is the is a Sherry Lewis. And she has conversations with both of these puppets, sometimes, you know, in rapid fire conversations mm-hmm. back and forth. We see that in the film a couple of times, in addition to the things you just mentioned. And you're right. And she had a beautiful way of smiling while she was doing what she did so effectively as a ventriloquist. She was really good at hiding the fact that she was a ventriloquist, right? Yeah. I mean, somebody um, saw like a, a screening of the film and they said they didn't ever really realize growing up she was a ventriloquist because it was so nor it was so normal to see her with lamb choppers, see her with the puppets. You didn't think that she was actually doing it all. Let's talk about the the, the creation of these. I mean, we you mentioned or we mentioned Hush Puppy and Charlie Horse. And um, there's a beautiful part of the film where where she created Lamb Chop that moment for her was there was a realization that she had when she when she found that voice for lamb shot let's talk a little bit about that up until that point she had big ventriloquist dummies that everybody else had very big mechanical um she had taffy twinkle and um i can't remember the other one but she had the big dummies and she was going or or personages i'm not sure what you want to call them but when she was going on the captain kangaroo show and they asked her to bring something smaller. And she had had Lamb Chop, but she didn't really work with her before. And then once she worked with her, she called her father and she's like, this is this is it. This is, this is a magical moment. So that was sort of how Lamb Chop was created. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was some uh, reference in the film that, that Lamb Chop was her, more her than anything she had ever created before. Is that? Yeah, but I I think all the puppets were a different part of Sherry. Okay. I think Lamb Chop, obviously, they looked alike. They both had big eyelashes. (laughs) Their mannerisms are very uh, similar. And Lamb Chop could say things that Sherry couldn't say, you know, especially as a woman in the 60s. So I I would say that's true. What was it about Lamb Chop? What would you say in terms of the personality of Lamb Chop? You sort of described it, but was it attitude? Was it? Maybe what you just said, it's because of what she said. Yes, well, lamb Sassy. And she was cute. And she's a lamb. I don't know. And she has big eyelashes. I think everything about her, you know, she's just, I mean, as people have, when we've interviewed them, she's just a sock, really. But she's magical. Like, that's the one word that always comes with lamb chop is magic. It's actually hard for me to talk about it because I am so invested in that period of time in my life that it it just takes me back to those moments watching her. I think she was on, correct me if I'm wrong, she was on 
multiple times during the week, right? Was she, was she on more than? Yeah, she was on, and she was on two shows at the same time. Okay. She was wow. on Sherry Land, Hi Mom, at the same time. She did two shows, and I think with Sherry Lewis show, she was on five days a week. Yeah, that's what I remember. Kind of an after-school thing, as I recall. The energy involved, and it's they talked about it in the film, just being able to do songs. She did a song or two every day. Mm -hmm. on the show. Well, and she was really highly intelligent, too. And her dad, as a magician, had taught her all kinds of tricks of memorization. So as a kid, she would memorize cards, and so she can really memorize a lot. You mentioned earlier in our conversation that she's in some ways underestimated. What what is there a one thing or is there a, kind of a combination of sexism and, and other things? Why do you think she's underestimated? I think because she created Lamb Chop and Lamb Chop is so big and lovable. I yeah. think it was really hard for Sherry to have a career without Lamb Chop. And I think she tried. You know, she went moved out to L.A. and she was on all these TV shows. And I think no matter how talented or whatever she is, she did, people would say, where's Lamb Chop? So I think that that's one of the reasons. And I think she was pigeonholed as a children's performer, and it was really hard for her to break out of that. Well, the film is called Sherry and Lamb Chop. It's a documentary film. What you found out about Sherry Lewis, uh, mm -hmm. it, like through Mallory and through the different people we see in the film, was there something that struck you as uh, unusual, uh, something that you were surprised by or just sort of reinforced some other notions that you had about her? I think nothing ever let Sherry down. She didn't let herself get down. Okay. You know, when when audience when she went out of fashion, she would reinvent herself. When she wasn't a, chil a children's performer, she would go to Las Vegas. When that wasn't working, she would become an orchestra conductor. And what what's not in the in the film is she wrote like fifty books too. Yeah. yeah. So she was always busy. She was always doing something. And she was, you know, even though she wasn't on television, she was quite successful in those down years because she was always performing, always writing. She had all kinds of merchandise. So she was a pretty successful person. But I think her perseverance is what res I respect the most, like that nothing ever let her down. And she kept going until she's back on television in her 60s. And that's pretty phenomenal. I don't think I mean, I can't think of anyone else who's had that kind of career, who has that. I mean, it's a big comeback story. And with ageism and everything, I think the fact that she was able to be on television and she's in great shape and she's singing and she's dancing. And I think that's really inspiring. You have the sense and she was also able to push through a lot of personal travails as well in her, in her, in her marriage and uh, which we see in the film and uh, come out on the other side of that. Yeah, it, it, she she. It's easy to. You're right. I'm just going to restate something you said earlier. It's easy to say. Well, she had her run. She she had her children's show. Good on her. And I mean, what drove her? Well, is there something? I mean, you said it. Maybe you said it earlier with the fact that her father was a magician. Or you know, there were. She came from a family of people who strove to be better. And also, if you look at her performances, she loved performing. Yeah. Loved audiences. She loved, um, she just loved it. You know, she was the ultimate performer. She was, it, there's a part in the film where someone talks about her, her and her downtime that only four people showed up to watch her in the show, but she did her whole show and she did it with enthusiasm. 
So I, I think that's pretty incredible. Your previous work, uh, Love Gilda, about Gilda Radner, there's something about Gilda that is endearing in the same way that I find Sherry Lewis to be. The That sort of, there's something it, that seems inside them to be positive, that they're they're wired to be uh, embrace life. Is is that am, am I being fair? Yeah, I think that's what drew me to Sherry. Is the same feeling of Gilda is when you hear about them and you hear about Sherry and Lamb Chop, it's your it touches your heart. Like there's something emotional, like an emotional connection. And I think that's that's something. In, in some ways, I feel like Lamb Chop is Gilda. They're very similar in personality, that feistiness. But I think both Sherry and Gilda brought such joy to people. Yeah. That and people and also there's like a nostalgic element that you remember where you were when you were watching them. Yeah. There's there's such an emotional connection to to both these characters. And I think that's pretty rare. I completely agree. I absolutely remember sitting in front of the TV, my black and white TV. Watching, watching Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. So you're right. I mean, it's absolutely true. She, yeah, she's, you know, got to know her a little bit better through your film, Sherry and Lamb Chop. And uh, gosh, I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so glad that she will hopefully, through a, for a whole new generation, a whole new audience, be able to be appreciated in the way she, she, she is in your film. And uh, thank you. Well, thank you. And I also think with YouTube. You know, Sherry's daughter, Mallory, still performs Lamb Chop. So sometimes I'll go with her and I'll see that Sherry has a lot of young new fans because of YouTube. Their parents are introducing her to the shows. So th I think that's pretty cool that uh, that her legacy could live on that way. No, it's awesome. It's, it's great. It's great to see her in the way I remember her as someone who had a big smile clear-eyed she'd look you dead in the eye it feels like she was talking to you mm -hmm. when you were watching her and uh, uh i'm so happy for her she by the way in her career she won 13 emmys in a peabody published 60 children's books and found a way to continue to be an entertainer until practically the day she died and there's yeah. there's some scenes in, in the film that you will that you will know what I'm talking about if you when you watch this film for people who are listening to us. Um, and it makes me feel good that you, you know, that Sherry, this is bringing back memories of Sherry. Because I think the film will resonate, is resonating with a lot of people. I think it's pretty surprising. I tell you what, it takes me back to a, an unfiltered time in my life. I was completely unfiltered. You'd watch this show, completely taken in by her and her characters and everything about her. And as a you know, battle-hardened adult. You, you kind of drop your guard when you see her. Once again, the film is called Sherry and Lamb Chop. Just a beautiful film. Seek it out. And we're honored to have back with us on the program the director, Lisa Diapolito. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.